Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Hiker Podcast. This episode we're going to be talking about the Wicklow Way, a 131 kilometer or 80 mile crossing of the Wicklow Mountains National Park in Ireland. Founded by Irish adventurer J.B. Malone in the 1980s, the trail has become synonymous with hiking in Ireland and is known around the world as one of the most quintessential long-distance hikes of Ireland. Joining me on the show, as always, is our CEO and lead developer, Paul Finley. Paul and I will chat about our own experiences of hiking the Wicklow Way and hopefully provide you with some helpful info and insight for planning your Wicklow Way adventure. And if you haven't already, be sure to download the Hiker app or visit hiker.app to find long-distance trails from all over the world. So please enjoy this episode on the Wicklow Way. Hi everybody and welcome to episode two of the Hiker Podcast uh, with myself Owen Hamilton and our CEO and lead developer Paul Finley. Hi Paul. How's things? How are you Owen? I'm good, I'm good. Um, so this episode is going to be about the Wicklow Way, uh, a trail that myself and Paul attempted earlier this year uh, but we were kind of halted in our tracks by a certain global pandemic if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but this is a little bit different because uh, Paul actually uh, completed the trail back in t- 2017 with his now fiance, uh, Emer. Um, so I will only be able to talk about my adventure up to a certain point, uh, just over about halfway, and then we'll pass it over to Paul and I'll ask him some questions about the, uh, about the rest of the journey. Um, we also have a couple of new segments we're going to try out uh, later on in the episode. Um, Paul is going to give us some hints and tips and tricks about wild camping and camping along uh, the Wicklow Way and our trails going forward. And I'm going to talk about food because it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's um, Cool. So I guess we'll dive in. Um, Paul, do you want to kick us off and, and give us an overview of the Wicklow Way? Where is it? What is it? Give us some details. So, well, the Wicklow Way is is pretty much our local trail. It's the closest trail to to where we are are based in Dublin. Um, obviously, there's more more trails around Dublin that, but it is our kind of our local famous trail. It's a 129 kilometer trail starts in traditionally in Marty Park in um in County Dublin and goes down as far as the uh, as Carlo uh, into the small town of Clonigal. Um, we walk it from we walked it from south to north, which has kind of become the common trend now. I would say it's almost fifty fifty people walking from north to south or south to north. Uh, I I personally just like the idea of kind of coming over that last hill and you're into Dublin. You don't have any of the transportation issues to kind of deal with as mm-hmm. a, as a headache. It's super easy to get there. Get the get the hard part out of getting there out straight away generally takes anywhere from five to ten days there's so many offshoots and loops you can do on the wicklow way that uh, you can definitely make it a much longer journey you could shoot off to do lugnaquilla the highest mountain in leinster and you could do all sorts of shoot offs so you could definitely extend it out and there's loads of history along the trail as well um yeah that's kind of just the 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 basics of the trail it's uh, overall it's not a tremendously difficult trail but it's not easy either you know it definitely pushes mm. you and challenges you a little bit um and and all around it, a really really enjoyable trail if perhaps a little bit too much road uh, particularly in the, in the southern section yeah and that i kind of uh, it, it does kind of t- uh, uh sorry that does go for a lot of the trails in ireland as well mm. um there are a lot of uh, road sections in our trails and again we hope that 
this podcast will kind of highlight highlight that to the powers that be uh, in the hiking community and hopefully that uh, our trails, our national trails can be moved onto trails rather than be going on public roads. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's worth saying, though, that, you know, it's not like any of these roads are busy. They, they, they're more often than not, they're boreens. It's like a road where there's a row of grass growing down the middle. Correct. So you're not ever on dangerous roads, but just mm. the surface in, in itself can be a little bit pounding on the legs and, and a little bit a little bit much handle. Yeah, and you just re- reminded me of, uh, I think it was actually day one, there was a particular section of road that was uh, quite demanding. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I suppose because you did it back in 2017 uh, with with Emer, do you want to tell me kind of your experience of what happened then in in the first kind of section of it, maybe like day one? What, how far did you go? Where did you go? And how was it? So day one, we went uh, from um, started in Clonigal, and we walked mm-hmm. as far as the Dying Cow Pub which is a very typical first day on the Wicklow Way there. The Dying Cow is pretty much a must-stop on the Wicklow Way. I would say less than 0% of hikers don't stop for a pint or some sort of beverage in the in the Dying Cow. And, uh, and it couldn't come at a better time. It is like perfectly timed for it. But, uh, but yeah, that was pretty much our, our first day. Yeah, uh, and, and that's... Uh, I have fond memories of that pub. I think we were like the only, actually no, we weren't the only customers because I remember you telling me about the dying cows that it's they have to go there, we have to get there. And when we got there, it was it, that wasn't the end of our trail. We walked uh, a good bit further. I think did we walked nearly as far as Tidahili on the first day. Yeah, uh, we walked as far as Tidahili. We walked another five kilometers on past the dying cow. You know, it's there's actually just a fact hitting my my uh, hitting me now. That it's actually possible that we were the last customers in that pub, even up until this very day. I actually don't know. Yeah, there might not have been, because the pub's only closed like in the day or day or day or two after. So perhaps there's actually been nobody in that pub since the day we were there. Interesting fact. There you go, <laughs> uh, dying cow. Uh, call us back for a reunion anytime. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I do remember sitting in that, uh, the, the little beer garden after walking. I think it was what felt like 100 miles because uh, Paul and I, we, 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 we just dove into doing the trail. We didn't have any kind of training for it. Uh, we just packed our bags and went for it. And uh, I remember getting to the Dying Cow, got two pints of Guinness. We are Irish. Um, mm. So we, we enjoyed the two pints. And they were fantastic pints oh, of Guinness. Really, creamy. really nice pints Very of Guinness. Very creamy. Um, and we still had another five kilometers to walk after that. And it was a very enjoyable five kilometers after that. <laughs> Singing songs and no one else out in the road. That was one of the things that I noticed about it. Like, mm. I, I know the Wicklow Way is a very popular trail. It's probably the most popular long distance trail in the in, in Ireland. Yeah. Um, and but, but there was no one out on that day. There was no, no hikers out on that day. Mm. Um. And it was great, so I got to to bellow out a few tunes. You did, uh, you did, absolutely. Um, yeah. And where? So we got to Tinnahili. Where was it that we stayed in Tinnahili that day? We stayed in, and just like my, myself and Emer when we hiked in twenty seventeen, we stayed in Madeline's B and B. Madeline is probably the friendliest host you'll you'll ever meet in your life. Such a friendly, lovely woman. She picked us up at the trail. Uh, I think she was actually worried about us for a while that we were gone missing because <laughs> when we arrived at the trailhead, we were meant to uh, call her 
uh, and then she was actually waiting there for us literally kind of arms open and I just can't picture a better sight because we were tired we didn't have trail legs that first day and we arrived yeah. we seen that car oh it was just bliss I remember the, the section just before we got there as well was the uh, the mile of mud yes I like that oh, name you've man. given to it the mile of mud I like that it's just and it literally is about a mile long Mm. Um, I actually uh, do you remember that guy Connor um, who just did the E8 path actually yes, just yeah. completed that he was Flynn, doing the Wicklow yeah. way he started the same day as us but he was gunning for us I think he completed the whole trail in like two or three days yeah um, he we messaged him on Instagram just hey you getting on blah, 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 blah. and he goes uh, oh yeah you're just about to come up to the, the uh, I don't know if he called it the mile of mud but he called it a really boggy section anyway yeah and I was like, ah, oh, it can't be that bad. I had to borrow one of Paul's trekking poles. Um, yes. I think I lost my shoe at least three times. <laughs> um, and then when we got to to Madeline's, we had to do a like a proper clean up job on our on our yes. hiking pants and our boots and everything. It was destroyed. Actually, I think she washed her clothes for us. She did. Nice. Yeah, she washed her clothes for us. God, such a friendly person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that was our first yeah like and to be honest it, it, we're highlighting an important point there where the Wicklow Way unfortunately is a trail where you need to have full above the ankle boots uh, mm-hmm. like for me I love hiking in trail runners if I could you know hike in trail runners all the time I would but I mm-hmm. think it's sections like those that, that do come not the whole trails like that but that do come that just necessitate having proper above the ankle waterproof boots instead of just trail runners yeah and i, I can vouch for that because i wore my adidas terex uh trail shoes mm. um they're kind of like a hybrid uh, trail runner type thing um and i ended up having pretty sore ankles the, mm. uh, the, the days after that in fact when i finished it i was wasn't really able to walk for a few days it was very sore um but if I had had above the ankle boots, mm. I don't think it would have been an issue. I don't mm. think it would have been any kind of an issue. Yeah. Now, that section of trail, regardless of whatever shoes you're having, it's still... Yeah, nice you're still going to have problems there. And like people will be frustrated when I say that at times because like I would say 85% of the trail, you don't need to have boots. But for that mm. section, it's unavoidable that you'll be walking in the mud uh, unless it's been very, yeah. very dry for many weeks. You will be walking in the mud along there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, we got to, to Madeline's. We got washed up. We got cleaned up. We got a nice rest in. We got mm. uh, a good uh, feed as well because we I think we went to a local chipper. And chipper got, there, lovely chipper. Got fish and fish and chips. Um, and then uh, we woke up the next morning. Lovely breakfast in Madeline's. Mm. And then she uh, kindly dropped uh, dropped us back to the trailhead in mm. her car. And. Uh, is, I I don't know if we know the name of the the, the mountain that we went yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's a, it's cool Funshoga Hill, and it kind of wraps mm-hmm. around to Ballycumber Hill. Yeah, a mm. beautiful section of the trail. Yeah, really, really nice section. Really, of the trail. really nice. And mm. um, kind of going again, quite muddy, fields. quite muddy in parts, but yeah, 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 yeah quite muddy really nice. in parts, but really, really nice. Um, mm. Yeah, and then we walked from there as far as. Remind me now, Paul. <laughs> uh, so man. from there, we walked. Uh, we did a beast of a day that day. We walked as oh, yeah. far as um, Glenmalur. Um So yes. again, it was another day of, of good, good distance. Um, 
I don't have my 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 calculator here in front of me to do it. But yeah, I think it was, it was I think it was like thirty five k something like that. Uh, probably even close on forty k. Um, I do remember it being a beast of a day, and uh, again, like getting into Glenmalore, getting to the Glenmalore Lodge is where we stayed, um, and it was quite dark when we were coming around, and the, and the headlamps were on, and we were just making sure that we weren't on the, in the middle of the roads. But again, quiet roads as we came in, and another fun fact is that we actually are uh, a couple of the last guests that stayed in the Glenmalore Lodge before went into lockdown. We were th- That was the last night that they were open before lockdown. And they said it to us when we came in, it's like, yeah, you're, you guys are the last guys to check in and you'd be the last guys to check out, I'd say, uh, for a few months to come. I th- thankfully, they're open now. They're following the guidelines, uh, but they're, they're open again. So glad yeah. to see that. Hmm. Um, but that was a that was a tough day because there was yeah. a lot of elevation gain there was a lot of decline but again beautiful beautiful sections of trail hmm. um, if, I like, remember I, 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 like, just jumping there but like if I if I could criticise me and you hiking together is that I think we often start too fast too quick too fast out of the traps we don't give ourselves our feet enough time to adjust and then yeah. I think we 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 end that we we did like I, I I've I've definitely enjoyed other hikes more than I did um than I did that hike just because I think for me anyway I think we went a little bit too fast at the traps I think if we had have even done twenty k on the first day stopped at the dying cow and then done a longer day on the second day we probably would have been better off than than the stretch mm. that we made yeah yeah and and it was it, it, that that's also our training as well we didn't really do yeah. any training beforehand uh you know i don't think i had done a, a distance hike you know even a day trail i hadn't done anything of that scale uh maybe like a, a small loop, loop trail or something like that but nothing of that scale especially with the weight on my back and everything like that so um that didn't really help when we were uh looking around 15 kilos of snacks mainly snacks um but i do remember there was uh one particular section of the trail uh paul you might remind me the when we got to uh the foot of a hill the iron Iron bridge river the uh, the iron Iron bridge Bridge. yes yeah yeah yeah. it's where we stopped for some food check our feet yeah our feet were not in great shape they were um, not engaged you remember that kind of now infamous picture that i have of my sock and my heel and uh yeah it's pretty dramatic looking to say the least the, yeah we can put that up as a like on the, yes. the show notes as a as a hidden file and click at your own discretion <laughs> um don't click this if you are squeamish yes um, yeah, absolutely yeah it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty sight but as soon as we did that we had to wrap up everything and barrel up this hill uh this the, the side of this hill and i just remember just being relentless climbing, yes climbing, but climbing. I, I have fond memories as well because you introduced me to trail yoga then or not trail yoga trail meditation and do you remember like, we're trail yoga trail, yeah. <laughs> it's a fine line but uh, we were halfway up the hill um, I'm trying to remember the name of that hill. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, you were like, no, no, we're going to stop here for a second. It's a Karakashane Mountain. 
and uh, and you stopped us. Oh, and we actually and the weather had just turned, and it was and it was a, it was a tough climb up there because from the Iron Bridge you're going pretty much up vertically, and if I remember correctly, it started to absolutely pour down. But uh, it was about as we were about halfway up there, it um, the clouds broke. And it yeah. just, it, it's almost worth the heavy rain because you get that beautiful smell kind of after the rain with the sun mm-hmm. out. And it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a really nice moment. Actually, one of my favorite moments on the trail. Yeah, so uh, uh, I actually have a picture um, uh, of that moment when the clouds broke and the sun shone in and the sun is kind of like beaming onto the phone and it's just me in like a selfie and you're just right beside me and it's it's a really nice image it's like one of my fondest images from that mm. um but I, like a shout out to dermot whelan uh of today fm fame but he he kind of introduced me like i've, I've been trying lots of different types of meditation mm. doing it for years but he has this 16 second meditation and it's literally it's it is 16 seconds long that's all it is and you breathe in for four seconds you hold for four seconds you breathe out for four seconds and you hold for another four seconds and that's it. You can make it longer if you want to. You can do that over and over again. But anytime you're stressed or you feel anxiety or you're a little bit, yeah, you're a little bit worried about something or you're, you're nervous, that little exercise. And honestly, that has changed my life. Like just walking into a meeting or walking into meet somebody or, you know, anything that has, that has really, really helped. I think, yeah. After um after hiker, we're going to be getting into the meditation app business next. We're going to have Owen yeah. like and now breathe oh. in for sixteen seconds. Own, own space, <laughs> own space. Yes, perfect. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. Um. But, so yeah, that 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 was that was uh that was oh actually, and then when we got to the top of that mountain, there was uh there was something a little a little surprise at the top of the mountain uh, that you had experienced that. Uh, the this is Adirondack shelter. Perfect moment for maybe a segue to our first oh. segment. Wow, camping tips with backcountry Paul. <laughs> oh, I, I did actually one time suffer from a condition called backpack palsy. It's a real condition that I did suffer from. Okay, it's real. Anybody who out there who can identify with me who has suffered from backpack palsy i i i'm with you on this okay we suffer together we can't we shouldn't be ashamed of our condition <laughs> but uh yes that is actually a real condition you can look it up online oh i did suffer from that but anyway i am sorry paul i'm sorry for for laughing at you uh, but it, it's it's yeah, it's two on the nose. Go on. The, uh, so, yes, yeah, so uh, this does kind of segue me perfectly into talking about uh, camping along the Wicklow Way there. So myself and Emer did actually stay at one of the Adirondack shelters there. Uh, so it's a tree-sided shelter built by the Mountain Mehill organization. I, I think it's mountainmehill.ie, and I'm probably pronouncing that terribly, but uh, I am just going to quickly look it up to make sure I'm getting that. It's mountainmehill.ie. And uh, they've built these absolutely brilliant shelters along the trail. There is three of them in total. There's one at uh, Carrickashane Mountain. Uh, there is another just above Glenmalure as you're se- as as you're ascending up towards Mullacore and the Lugduff Gap. And the last one is north of Glendalough, uh, just uh, as you're coming along. Uh, 
oh, I, I'm not even 100% sure what, what the area is called, but it's like north of Glendalough, north of Lara, just maybe about five kilometers north of Glendalough. And, uh, and there's, there's the third shelter there. Overall, camping on the Wicklow Way, the, uh, look, camping in Ireland is always a little bit difficult. And there's always a, a bit of a grey area. The first rule is always leave no trace. That when you come mm. there, you know, pitch, set up late at night, uh, you know, head off at first light if you can. And, you know, a stealth camp, you're always stealth camping along there. And the next thing is do not camp in the Glendalock Valley. That's just a no-no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's it's not even an unwritten rule. It's a fully written rule. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, you do not camp in the Glendalock Valley at all. Um, in other places, you know, for example, the Crone Woods, you'll often see um, camping. Now, I'm not using this to tell anybody that you are fully legally allowed to camp anywhere. I'm definitely not saying that. What I'm saying is you'll often see other people camping there. So perhaps... Perhaps it could be a good location. Um, and yeah, most other places along the way, you'll find somewhere, particularly in some of the the, the big forests. Um, you, you know, definitely there's a lot of kind of stone areas that you might find challenging, but uh, more often than not, you, you won't have too much of a problem finding a, a decent camping spot along the Wicklow Way, but definitely leave no trace. Absolutely. And yeah, leave no trace, uh, the organisation, um global organization but they do a lot of good work in ireland mm. uh which is worth saying there that uh, th- there has been a lot of uh quote-unquote campers i wouldn't really call them campers they're just people that are sleeping out in the woods mm. and having parties and stuff like that and, and it's kind of given real campers a bad name uh mm. they've been going out throwing these parties and just leaving places in in bits uh, one of our friends, uh, Melissa McDermott, she runs a, a, a group called Gals Gone Wild and she teamed up with Leave No Trace there recently um, and uh, a group of girls uh, and women went out to, uh, I don't know where it was exactly, but it was in Wicklow and they picked up, I think it was 17 black bags full of rubbish. Um, Jesus. And they found a teepee. They found a teepee in, in in the in the forest that was also full of black bags already. So I think they ended up with like twenty black bags of rubbish, um, all from the one area, all from this one campsite. It wasn't even scattered over a load of places. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just uh, kind of highlighting that there's people out there that are kind of giving it a bad name. So anyone who's listening to this, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll kind of take some mm. sort of heed and and go to leave no trace Sorry, leave no trace.org. Yeah. Check out the work that they do, kind of follow the guidelines. And um, there, there is, yeah. again, not to overly labor, there is training days as well. I know Ellie from Tough Souls as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out Tough Souls on, on YouTube, by the way. But uh, yep. they, uh, she is, I, I can't remember, if she, I think she might be an ambassador for Leave she No is, Trace yeah. as well. So uh, they do training days, which is definitely something, you know, we recommend anyway. But uh, but yeah, that's the kind of a quick overview of, of camping along the, the Wicklow Way. Thank you very much, Paul. That was uh, insightful, entertaining, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one. Can't wait for the next one. The, um, like, I, I suppose we were kind of capping off there. We kind of arrived in, in Glenmalure at the end of our second day, and then we were moving on to our, our third day. Um, mm. And I, I think it's worth mentioning the, the elephant in the room, you know, at this point in time where the lockdown was really starting to pick up because this was mid-March. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so we could tell we, when we arrived in Glenmalure. Sorry, you take take over so, your own. Yeah. So um, when we, so we, my, uh, myself and Paul, and actually two other friends, Pete and Dara, uh, we all kind of said we were going to do this uh, like months in advance, or we, at least weeks in advance. 
but as we were starting to get closer and closer to going um coronavirus and the and covid started to spread and and it was getting closer and closer to to ireland and i think it was the week of um at the week that we we left the the uh, that that it first got into ireland and uh that that thursday i believe is when kind of the country were like okay if you can work from home work from home we hadn't gone into full lockdown businesses hadn't closed down or anything like that yes we were still kind of working normally but if you were able to work from home you're, that's what you were doing and schools are closed i believe so mm. a couple of the guys decided that's that they true. weren't going to come along mm. um just for whatever reasons they were a little bit anxious about it but also um i think one of them felt a little bit sick and he was just worried that it it, it, it might be that thankfully it wasn't so he's he's all recovered and he's fine paul and i decided i actually think we decided the night before you're like we're doing this we're still doing this we've been dying to do it and we just decided to do it Mm. as we were doing the trail um things became more and more difficult to do Mm. so uh booking into hotels or lodges or anything like that we we did a hostel booked that was was it hairy because it was like it was we couldn't go and then we could go and then we couldn't go and yeah. it, like and again this is no criticism to anybody because it was no, a very no. fluid situation and but a oh. lot of people didn't know what was going on like. god yeah yeah like no one knew what was going on and and um so on our on the day three when we left glenmalore to head towards Glen, glenlock uh we had booked into a, a hostel and on the way, I was just like, oh, we better check and make sure that we're still able to stay, stay here. Mm. And when I rang them, they actually said, oh, we just assumed you weren't coming because of COVID and the pandemic. Yeah. And I said, well, no, we're actually on the trail at the moment. He said, OK, I'm not sure if we can, but I'm going to check. Mm. And I think that was the moment where we were like, that's okay no i'm not sure i feel good about that the fact that they have to check if it's okay to have yeah. us to stay it was like i, I don't uh, think we should be yeah, doing this like from i think it was just one of those cases where when you're on the edge and you don't feel it it doesn't take very much to kind of pull you back and for you to go oh okay no that's that's fine and i think that was just kind of the case you know, we're getting yeah. text messages from family and you're getting yeah. you're getting all the notifications coming in from news networks about what's happening and you know the uncertainty just doesn't make for a very pleasant experience you know no and like it, and like it has to be said like that was in terms of views now i'm sure paul when we get to the the, the later sections of the trail that you have experience of you'll, you'll yeah, say otherwise but for me that stretch going from Glen Malore up uh, Mullacore and to Lugdolf Gap, like that mm. was just breathtaking. Just yeah. waterfalls and mountains oh. and forests and everything. As far as you could see, it was just mm. unbelievable. Um, it was a steep. It was. It wasn't a steep climb. It was a gradual climb, but it was. It was. It was a nice yeah. walk. Uh, for, um, for anybody, I'd recommend go trail. on to, go on to our, our website. When you see the and if you're on the Wicklow Way Trail itself, you'll see Glenmalure there. But it's just like perfectly straight valley, um, just below you know Lugnaquilla, and uh, it is honestly it's a stunning valley to walk along. It really is gorgeous. Oh yeah. man, it was. And I've gone out there uh, recently. I climbed uh, Lugnaquilla uh, recently enough, and just uh, brought back all the memories of being up there and, and mm. seeing it for the first time. Um. So we, we, we got to the, the our phone signal was all over the place. We couldn't really contact anybody. And when I was trying to call, call the hospital. Thankfully, Hiker works fully offline. 
<laughs> you had to get the plug in. Um, so yeah, uh, the, we didn't have signal to, to call ahead. And like any time I did send a text message, it would take like an hour until they got back because it was just taking that long for the message to come through. Um, and then we got over the pass. We got into Glendalock Valley and started walking along. Actually, we, we merged with another trail that we hadn't actually been uh, familiar with. Um, yes, which the is the Miner's Way. The Miner's Way, mm. uh, which I think is a 35 kilometer trail. So yes. it's long enough. Mm. Um, and it kind of takes in uh, Glenmore Valley and it goes up over uh, to Lugduff. And it's one it way we have to add up. still, actually, we haven't yet. Because yep. I'm going to go back down there, hike it one of the days and, and add it to the platform for sure. Because it looks like a really nice trail, actually. It does, it does. Mm. Um, so yeah, then we started walking back down into, into in, towards Glendalock, and I think that's that's when we decided that yeah, no, we're we're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to call it here. Mm. So we made the the difficult phone call, and it was uh, I remember the 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 conversation between yourself and myself, Paul. It was just it was a very very difficult call to make, mm. and we're justifying staying, uh, keeping going. We were justifying stopping. We we're you know having a real kind of battle with ourselves. Uh, but Paul made the call. I think. I think once he made the phone call to Emer, uh, your fiance, uh, mm. I was just like, can't, "Sorry, we're going to have to cancel. Can you come mm. and collect us?" And thankfully, she doesn't live too far away, so it was only a short drive. She came, got us um, in Glendalock, and I think what actually was the icing on the cake for that decision. It was a terrible, terrible phrase to use, but anyway, uh, the 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 real kind of winner for that decision was when we got into Glendalock there was so many people mm. like Glendalock was crowded with people yeah. and we were trying to find somewhere to kind of like sit down and have a little bit of distance from everybody mm. but there were, there were people who were everywhere and it just kind of made us a little bit more anxious and this is not like trying to point a finger at anybody I think people were just trying to get out of the city and they were just going to Glendalough because it is one of the most beautiful valleys in the country. Mm. Um, and it, I think that just kind of was like, right, yeah, we need to go home now. <laughs> yeah. You need to get get out get out of here. No, so, it, it definitely felt felt very busy coming there. But like, I, I again, I don't want to take that because I think we, you know, you, we have just crossed, you know, just as we're talking you through the trail, we have just crossed yeah. probably through the most beautiful part of the trail. When you come over the Lugduff Gap there and on your way down into the Glendalough Valley is probably the most visually stunning part of the trail. Uh, and it just comes at the perfect time as well. It's a, mm. It really is a beautiful part. You get a view down into the lakes. You get a, a view across um, a Spink and mm-hmm. and down that part of the valley definitely a brilliant part for anybody hiking the trail a brilliant part to definitely do uh, one of the alternative routes we have an alternative route there in the app that actually brings you all the way down to the very end of the valley and it's pretty i i don't know why it's not part of the trail it should be because it's absolutely perfect you should definitely do that up along Does spink that... right down into the end of the valley okay that that includes well yeah spink yeah is a includes bit a little climb. miners village down there and stuff like that as yeah. well it's 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 a very very cool part it's a beautiful beautiful trail mm. um so yeah unfortunately that was the end of my uh well our wicklow way adventure yeah. that day Mm. Um, we have we're determined to go back and just finish it off the trail uh, get it done in two days um, mm. but yeah that was the, the end of, of, the, of that adventure but but, as but, said, but yeah. oh. we did oh. stop there 
mm-hmm. did have some really nice food, which Ooh. could perfectly ah, segue us onto our next segment, where <laughs> Owen talks about food on the trail. Um, so we're probably going to insert a uh, a soundbite here or some sort of jingle of 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 my food segment, and we have we want Paul wanted me to talk in French, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't I can't I can't remember a word of French from secondary school, which is like nearly twenty years ago. Oh, ho, ho, mange too. Um, anyway, yeah, that's a scary thought, Paul. Twenty years ago. Um, yeah, so food. Okay, food. Where do I start? Okay, so what we had in Glendalough, I think it, uh, it was like baked eggs or something like that that we had. We had this incredible baked eggs mix. I don't actually know if I should go into detail about the different meals that we had because I can't remember them because mm. it was all energy. Yeah. But what I will talk about is snacks. Yeah. Snacks are my favorite thing in the world. That's this pretty much why I hike is for views and snacks basically <laughs> so what i tend to bring in my bag um i'm sorry i'm, I'm actually kind of getting very excited about this um <laughs> i i'm very i'm a very simple man um when i hike i like to have crackers jacobs cream crackers if you're from ireland you know what they are but you know cars or i'm I think in the uk they might have mcvitties or something i don't know just just your standard cream cracker square mm. some cheese some red cheddar cheese and ballymaloo relish there's a pl- plug for ballymaloo with this uh, podcast is not sponsored by ballymaloo but hopefully it will be at some point in the future it's kind of a, tom- a sweet tomato relish it's sweet tomato relish and it comes in a jar or a squeezy tube tub mm. thing that's 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 me that's my snack i i mm. that i'll have that for lunch i'll have that for breakfast i'll have that for dinner i'll have that any time of the day my other my 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 sweet i suppose that i'll have uh, something that i discovered when i was hiking over in the u.s uh is trail mix but with a twist oh it's trail mix that has you mix of cashews you've got peanuts you've got raisins you've got sultanas um, but you also have chocolate M&M's (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) it's just amazing and the like usually when you get like a trail mix bag you get it it, it, there's like I don't know some sort of salt or something like that that's put over it and oh man it's just so good like <laughs> Actually, in our other episode, we were talking about the South Downs Way when we did that. When we were doing uh, the South Downs Way with Caitlin, my daughter, I had to entice her with the trail mix because she loved it so much. It's so good. So I, I highly, highly recommend if anyone's making up their own trail mix, throw some chocolate M and M's in there, man. Mm-hmm. It's just quality. Um, I won't go on about snacks because I will. I can talk all day about snacks, but we'll save it for other episodes. So that's the end of my food segment. Perfect, nice. That was that was so, very informative. There'll be there'll be more snack ideas and concepts every week. So, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, Paul. So that was the end of our Wicklow Way adventure this this time around. But mm. as I said, you did it before. What happens after Glendalough? 
So after Glendalough, you um, it, it, you know, we're, we're more than likely getting to kind of the highlight section of the trail here. For somebody who wants to do a shortened version of the Wicklow Way, I think what you can do is start at um, Glenmalure and then head north. We actually have a version in the app. It's called like Wicklow Way Four Day or something like that. Starts in Glenmalure, heads heads north from there. But um, yeah, it, it really is a night section. You're off, you know, very little on road here. You head straight uh, uh, north from from Glendalough. You're just below Scar Mountain, which we actually hiked together before. Uh, you pass the third Adirondack Shelter, which again makes it a great place to camp. Um and uh, yeah, it really is. You're, that's at the point in time where you're heading up towards Loch Dan and the very famous Loch Tay, which is otherwise known as the Guinness Lake. Uh, mm-hmm. A very kind of touristy spot there where you can get every selfie you ever wanted to get on the Wicklow Way and all your quintessential selfies where you will get a picture beside the uh, J.B. Malone statue. J.B. Malone is actually the creator of the Wicklow Way himself all the way back in the uh, 80s. He has a little monument that is just above Loch Tay on the trail. It's, it's a spectacular view up there, it really is, of, of Loch Tay. And uh, I'm trying to name, remember the name of the house there. Um, beside Loch Tay, I can't remember the name of the house. Actually, a very is it is it Latouche House? Uh, no, this Latouche family built it. That oh, is a sorry, very good yes. point. Yeah, yeah. It's a very famous house for apparently there used to be a lot of orgies that happened back, drug infused orgies. There's there's a very famous book about it. I will think of that name any moment now. But oh, cool. uh, Paul, tell us more about these orgies. Yes, so there basically there's a house there that was owned by a rich family. And uh, then the daughter took over the um, the uh, house, and then apparently she used to host you know parties there with members of the IRA and different kind of wealthy bankers and all stuff like that. And they used to have giant drug infused orgies, um, wow. is is what they were described. Yeah, so that's one of the the famous things about the house there. Uh, I say that accepting no liability for its truth, but uh, that's that's my knowledge of the situation. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, I have to say the trail really gets very stunning. Uh, you know, as we said from Glendalock onwards, uh, at that point past Loch Tay, you're going to be going up uh, towards White Hill, and then heading up towards Josh, which again is another necessary alternative route. The trail itself kind of stays below Jouse. But uh, I would say at least 50% of people hiking the trail would do the actual, the little alt route that goes straight up to the top of Jouse. About 725 metres it is up there. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Definitely a necessary kind of diversion uh, heading up there. And uh, yeah, it's just such a beautiful part of the trail. You're heading towards... Uh, Power Scourt then at that point in time the t- is the tallest waterfall in Ireland uh, Power Scourt yeah I don't want to make any claims of that let's fully I'll, claim I'll let, that let's, let's, let's claim that well, let's commit to it fully tallest waterfall in Ireland is not there oh. uh, I, I used to, I loved <laughs> back in the day when you could just call out random facts and nobody could question yeah. it you know I used to be so all, I was right all the time back then, and now it's wrong. <laughs> it's terrible. But the, uh, the Devil's Chimney in Waterfall, uh, the Devil, yeah. sorry, Devil's Chimney Waterfall in Leitrim 
is the uh, the tallest waterfall. Interesting. Anyway, but uh, actually, on the note of camping, there's a great place for camping above Powerscore Waterfall. There, just right beside the trail. Uh, don't you don't have to actually go down towards the waterfall itself, but just right where the trail crosses the River Dargle. Uh, there's some really good places for wild camping there as well. Uh, and again, you're you're in a bit of a, a a perfect location for wild camping because as you pass into Crone Woods, just up ahead after you go up towards the top of Mallin, uh, loads of places for for wild camping in there as well, quite commonly. Um, but that being said, you're also approaching probably the best place for accommodation along the trail, which is Knock Cree Youth Hostel. Uh, it is honestly one of the nicest hostels I've ever actually stayed is, in. Is this the one that you sent me the video of where it it just like you walked through and yes. there's this, this perfect view th- through the windows to the Sugarloaf? Get this 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 vista. Yeah. Oh, of the mountains around oh man that was, oh. that was so i was so jealous when i saw that i swear because myself and he were pretty wrecked like we had done a pretty long day i can't remember exactly where we walked from uh actually we walked all the way from the iron bridge as far as there did we walk that far god that seems very long i'm not sure Jesus. but anyway <laughs> uh i actually think we did um that's like, and it that's like was, 60 kilometers from the Iron Bridge before Glenmalure. Nah. I'll need to. Cr- I'll need to. I need to crunch those numbers again. Crunch that those seems numbers, Paul. Really long, doesn't it? That's very. That's very far. From from the Iron Bridge to Knockery Hostel. That's that's. I actually no, you, think you're, that... you, you, I'm sure you you were fit back in the day, Paul. But I don't think you were that fit. But not, but not that fit. Maybe I'll, I'll need to rejig those numbers. But, uh, but yeah. But anyway, Knockery Youth Hostel definitely a necessary stay along the Wicklow Way. Um, it's one of two official hostels. There's a there's the Glendalough uh, Hostel and there is Knockery Hostel. But Lus Moore as well. I think mm. it's a guy. I think there's a guy called James who runs that in there. Um, really mm. nice guy, very friendly. I met with him in there before. Uh, I hope I can get his name right after mentioning him. But uh, but yeah, I think he runs kind of a, a pseudo kind of B and B hostel. But a Knockery definitely a, a beautiful one from there. And what's even better is that it leaves the perfect day last day's hiking. It's only about twenty one, maybe twenty two kilometers from there to Marty Park. So it's a perfectly comfortable kind of last day's hiking from there. Yeah. And again, it's it's a brilliant last day's hiking as well, except for. A dangerous section of road, and a, a part of the trail where I kind of, you know, I will literally call out the whatever Wicklow Way, you know, committee or whoever it is, or whatever regional recreational office in charge of. They need to change that section of the trail because the section of the trail where you arrive near Glen Cullen, it you see motorbikes are absolutely flying down that road. It's not a safe road for walking on. So mm. when you get to that section there. You come off a really quiet road. You have to come onto this busy road there. Just get down that section as fast as you can. I think you're on that section for about maybe two, maybe two and a half kilometers. Just bomb it down there. Get off the road because you're coming up to, you know, one of my next favorite parts of the trail where you go up towards the top of Two Rock and you get that excellent view of Dublin City. Like, absolutely stunning. Really yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Which, that, that that that's where it actually joins onto the Dublin Mountains Way as well. Yes, um, Correct. So it's, it it just continues on. It's the, the, both trails take the take a they merge together basically. Mm. Um, I I know the exact section you're talking about because I did the Dublin Mountains Way last year, I think. Mm. Um, and you're doing it beautiful. now in the next uh, week or so. 
Oh yeah, uh, myself yeah. and my friend Jordan are planning to run it. Um, yes. In, in in no less than in sorry no more than seven hours. No more than seven hours. That's a content we we've had a, we had a debate about this during the week, uh, and I was and, and, Paul, and, pa- and Paul was so supportive. He was jumping in saying, "Yeah, Owen, you could do this, no problem." <laughs> yes, I was. Sometimes I like to just pour cold water on things, and I got a good cold bucket of water from the river Jargal and I poured it all over your chances of doing that in seven hours but no no I'm supportive <laughs> I I wish you the best in your endeavours <laughs> we'll do it we'll do it and yeah. I, as I said I'll bring my Ballybaloo radish over so you can put it all over those words you're going to eat um, yeah, yeah so finishing the Wicklow Way you come into Marley Park yes and um, what do you get at the end of the Wicklow Way well, this was an important element that you left out, probably appropriately left out of your food segment because... Well, most, I wasn't there. You weren't there. So that's true. That's true. The quintessential part of finishing the Wicklow Way is there is mostly an ice cream man waiting at the very, very end of the Wicklow Way there. It is almost a bad omen that you need to turn back and walk more of the trail and just keep coming back to the end point until he is there because... <laughs> You can get the perfect 99, which now costs like two euro or something. Like that. That's ridiculous. 99 should cost 99 cent. But anyway, um, that is, that's a different topic. Uh, but yeah, you get an ice cream there. It's actually a really nice end point for the trail there. More often than not, uh, on trails in Ireland, and they're much better at this in the UK, which they're a lot better at many things uh, when it comes to hiking trails. But uh, they have a really nice ending. There's a lovely monument. It's kind of a really satisfying end to the trail. There's a small little archway that you pass through that kind of, you know, that lets you know you've officially finished. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful ending. And Marty Park is a, is a perfect setting for it. Yeah. And it, it, it just reminds me of the Dublin Mountains way again. When I finished, I dragged my girlfriend at the time uh, to the end and she was like can we not just like go now I was like no no there's another like two kilometers to go we want to get to the end we want to see the end and get to the end is literally a car park uh, with a it's sign saying Dublin Mountains Way like not even like a monument or anything. I thought it was just a sign like yeah. like a sign that you'd see for you know a hotel it was just mm. very very anticlimactic um, yeah. but that's I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully very soon getting to see that and finishing the the, the the section of the trail I didn't get to do and having three or four ice creams as many as I want really because uh, I want to be able to include that in a food segment of the future absolutely absolutely but um, yeah uh, I suppose for the part that you did do you want to maybe give a rating first or how do you want to do the ratings today um, yeah I, okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll do that um, so I, as I said, we only get I only got to do I'd say what two thirds of it. Uh, yeah, two. Th- was, a, I know. I think about half, about half or so. Yeah, um, maybe maybe two two point five fifths uh, or three three. Yeah, fifths. T- exactly two point five fifths. Exactly that's <laughs> half. <laughs> Damn it! I'll edit that out. Um, so I'd say I give that a. Are we going out of five? I'm going to, I'm going to give that a 3.5 out of five. Um, the reason being is because the first section 
I'm sure if I completed the rest of the trail, because uh, from what you said and what I see on on the, on Hiker on the app, and from what other people have said, is that after that it's it's mostly trail and it's it's beautiful. And I have hiked sections of it before, and I know I know what to expect. Um, but the sections that we did, the first part from uh, from uh, Clunigal to Tinnahili, there was a lot of roads. Mm. Again. Very, very quiet, rural, boring roads, but still roads, tarmac, and it was very, very hard in the legs. Um, but once we got away from that, the the the, the views were absolutely stunning. Mm. The trail was very good as well, and in a lot of sections, like that section from from Tinnahili uh, that we did, then on Bodycumber Hill, yeah, yeah, Bodycumber Hill. It was a beautiful section of trail, and it was well maintained, apart from the mile of mud. Mm. Um. So yeah, that three point five would be my my one my my rating. Well, so Paul? we've as we identified in my first thing rating, I find it difficult to rate trails because I love every trail, and I want to say that I definitely do recommend the Wicklow Way, and I recommend mm. through hiking the Wicklow Way. But I do agree that the very southern section of the trail is very road heavy. But it's also unmissable because you will not get your point in the dying cow unless you do that section there. And this that is, is just unforgivable for me. It's but uh, but no, equally, you can definitely do a great section hike of the Wicklow Way from the Glenmuller heading uh, from uh, Glenmuller, the Glenmuller Lodge, sorry, heading north from there. Uh, you'll, you'll get a great section there. But no, I think it's worth through hiking from end to end. Uh, overall I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 removing that half for, for the bottom section but still it's a really enjoyable trail definitely again a great introduction to to uh, to through hiking and a great introduction to you know to long distance hiking and mm-hmm. but not 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 tremendously easy either challenging enough no. to be enjoyable and to let you know what, what where your fitness is at and there's definitely some you know good climbs on it that uh that are that are certainly entertaining so um yeah no overall a, a great trail and uh and, and a great potential introduction to, to long distance hiking yeah and definitely take take your time on it as well like the mm. i think the the walk to, to to the dying cow and staying near the dying cow is is a good idea uh, I, I, as we said myself and paul we have a tendency to just just try and get it done as quick as possible uh, i've got a hike planned in the next couple of weeks uh, with a friend mel and we're doing a sleep boom way and we're planning on like i said i was like oh let's let's do it in three days we'll do it in three days no problem it's 81 kilometers and you know I could probably do it in three days, but mm. I, I want to enjoy it. So yeah. we do it in four days. Nice. You do 20 kilometers and just take your time. Oh, you, that's, you know, take your I, breaks. It's just the best. It's the, it's the right way to do it. Like we're not, you're not, you're not doing a thousand mile trail. You're not trying to, these, these, this is the thing about hiking in Ireland and the majority of the trails in Ireland. You're not trying to, um, you know, get your miles, or your kilometers up in a day. You're, you're out to hike and you're out to enjoy it. Mm so um yeah that's that that's that's the, the the tip i'd say for for doing the wicklow way it's an amazing trail take your time there's mm. plenty of places to to plan as paul pointed out you can camp along the way there are plenty of places there's plenty of places to stay as well there's hotels there's lodges there could be more there definitely could be more especially on the southern section yeah um but but it's it's a it is a fantastic trail and uh i hope you guys enjoy it um, 
I think we'll leave it there, Paul. Yeah, that you concludes happy episode two of of the the Hiker Podcast. Yeah, no, no, really, really yeah. happy. Yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, we will hopefully be back to you soon with the next one. Um, that's all for now. <laughs> 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 all right, see you guys. Bye bye.